0: And welcome to episode two of Scourge Divas. We're recording slightly spontaneously in that I messaged Casey, who's also here, at about what time was it? It's
1: so currently it's, ten to nine.
0: So it's about seven o'clock or half past yeah. six, maybe. I messaged Casey and was like, "You know what? We need to we need to talk about stuff. Why are we recording at ten to nine on a Monday night?"
1: This this episode might just be an episode long Tibalt's Rachel
0: It might. I, I, yes, I think that's that's entirely likely that's what's going to happen. So, about three or four hours ago, let's say, can't remember exactly what time it was, Magic Esports tweeted the following tweet: Jerry Thompson is resigning from the NPL for the 2019 season. We wish Jerry the best in his endeavours and look forward to his continued involvement in the Magic community. He then posted on. He, he has a podcast called The Are- Arena Decklists. So, he posted on that with a post I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's quite long we'll just we'll just give you the gist it's called Why I Quit the Magic Pro League the TLDR of it is I joined the Magic Pro League in the first place because it seemed easier to make a difference from the inside I was wrong the lack of transparency and unwillingness to listen to feedback continue to be huge issues basically Jerry's points are that none of the questions uh, that were asked in the sort of contract negotiations phase were answered uh, it all just seems a bit disorganised Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's no communication, there's no, like for example, the Magic Online Championship Series Finals, Jerry says, it's happening this weekend, and the competitors don't even know who's qualified for the event. There's no sort of roadmap on what the prize is going to be for that.
1: Nope, nothing. Um,
0: There's there's no structure really to the the NPL, that's kind of the general gist we're getting. Jerry finishes by saying the system is currently a mess and since it doesn't look like it, it will be fixed anytime soon, it's not one that I'd currently like to participate in. Let's talk about where competitive magic currently is. I think we, we are in a position where we are in Scotland and to like an extent the rest of the UK as well. There's maybe, what, two GPs a year, if we're lucky?
1: Yeah, we got, we got four last year and that was, a huge...
0: that was a That was a big year. Yeah. Um, we... But two of, them, two, two of them were in, in the same place. at the same time at the same time so in the uk we have maybe what like two gps uh we we have three mcqs well technically five mythic championship qualifiers because two of them are like double headers um and aside from that we have absolutely nothing if you go to the us and you'll have gps in sort of various different states and you've got star city games the scg series
1: We do have the Axion now events. We do have the Axion events. Yes, great. Yes, um, but they are not tour. No, and they're very far.
0: Axion are very far down in the south of England, which um, is if you want to travel to them, that that's fine. If you kind of live nearby, that's fine. But we're we're a bit far away from that as you can possibly get and still be in the mainland UK. There's 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 local. I mean, like, one of our our local Stewards geeks and gamers, in Falkirk does a, a great. uh they're doing a, their own invitational sort of series, which mm-hmm. is it's a you know it's a great event. I've I've uh, judged a couple of them. I've been to almost all of them just as a uh, to hang out. But aside from that, there's nothing.
1: I I feel we should shout out to Mox in the Hall as well, who have their own invitational series yeah. over in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they fully announced the uh the prizes for the actual invitational tournament, whenever that they may be. Yeah. But they are running a series as well. Yeah. So some some stores are definitely stepping up to try and fill the gap. It's not what we had even last year. So
0: let's 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 look at why this is this is an issue first of all. This this does kind of tie in we're not just having a big rant about Scotland where right? this does tie into the the NPL and the sort of overall state of competitive badging. So last year we had, you know, a whole load of PPTQs. Uh, there was people were we've got a couple. Like we've got at least maybe one or two bronze level pros in Scotland. Maybe three. Yeah, yeah, definitely a few. Maybe four. So you know, there's, there's, there's that was a, That's a big deal. People were, were really want to be bronze. Uh, they would people would go ac- across to European GPs and they would they would yeah. play in that for a chance to be bronze. They would play in the PPTQs. They would go to the RPTQs. And it was a real like i I could have sat and sang the praises of the Scottish competitive community because it was really tight it was a yeah. really really good community and people were genuinely wanting each other to succeed i mean look at look at every single world magic cup when Scotland were in it look at when Gary Campbell won the gP we so but that, that's just the, the Scottish community it was really really just a, a great community to be part of so then they announced that they were going to take the PPtqs away. And everybody was like, well, that, that kind of sucks, because they, they were they were sort of more than just a, an event to qualify for a, 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 an RPTQ. They were they were a big sort of community deal. People would see... It was people. You would have the whole competitive community of Scotland pretty much just descending on each one.
1: And more um, importantly, it was step one on a path. It was yeah. your, your first stepping stone.
0: So I'm, I'm going to come back to that later, because that actually is another rant that I have. Um, take PPTs away... They didn't replace it with anything for months and months, and I actually wrote it was about four months I think before they started announcing what was going to happen with with competitive magic. Yeah. I wrote a a, a blog post about it because I got so sick of it about maybe February I think, and it was still about another two months until anything happened, and eventually mm-hmm. they brought in uh, Mythic Championship qualifiers. Now I have an issue with, with with this for two reasons. First of all, they've taken away all the pro tiers, the the pro points tiers. So there's no bronze, silver, gold, whatever anymore. Yeah. That kind of is upsetting a lot of people who don't don't have that that status anymore because it's something they really work towards.
1: Secondly, yeah, it's something a lot of people not only spend a lot of time working towards, they spend a lot of time working to maintain it.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And, and for especially silver, gold, and yeah. those platinum pros that aren't in the MPL. Yeah. What's it been replaced with? Nothing. Nothing. nothing.
0: The main, see the issue. The issue I have with this. The issue I have with this whole system is that at the top you've got the MPL, and we'll get onto the MPL in a minute because that's just a whole another mess. So the NPL is right at the top, and then the way I see it, right, is at the bottom you've got you know the your F and players that come every week with their friends, and there's nothing in the middle. There's nothing. There's you can grind to get into the MPL, which presumably means you've got to grind first of all to get into the mythic championship which means going to these few and far between mythic championship qualifiers which by the way after this lot are going to be gated at 200 planeswalker points which doesn't sound like a lot it doesn't sound like a lot except like 200 planeswalker points was our threshold in scotland for to qualify for the wmcqs yeah and And for nationals i think for nationals yeah that was the threshold it was 200 but that was once a year and for some context, I don't have a local game store. I play on unsanctioned uh, FNM locally. I didn't qualify for our last Nationals, which, to be fair, I probably could have done if I'd played a, you know, like a GP main event or something. But for a lot of people that don't have stores or maybe don't have stores that run regular Magic events, you could probably hit 200, 200 points to get into Nationals in a year. Yeah. Every three months. That's much more difficult. And on top of that... Then you've got to factor in. Okay, we're we're gonna. I'm gonna go to all the MCQs. If you're really serious about it, you have to go to all the Mythic Championship qualifiers, which involves travelling. To, I mean, I don't know how how much it is to get a train from here to say Liverpool, which I think is the furthest north one we've got currently. Maybe Sheffield. I don't know which of those uh, is further
1: north. I don't know whether Sheffield or Liverpool are further north, but Liverpool is certainly a damn sight easier to get to by train.
0: Yeah. So even when you
1: get to Sheffield by train from Glasgow, and it is not easy.
0: Yeah, so you're paying money to go there on the train, fifty quid say to play in the event. The winner is the like at least the, the RPTQs. I think it was top four got to go to the pro tour. Yeah, you have to win the Mythic Championship qualifier to get to the 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 Mythic
1: Championship. So it's phenomenally difficult now to do that. I mean, what you're looking at is unless you're relatively local. You're looking at what's effectively a Grand Prix because it's a two day event. You're not gonna to wanna to be travelling on the Saturday morning to to play Magic all day because that's you're gonna fuck yourself. You're not gonna be able to play properly. Well exactly. Travelling for six hours pre nine AM. Uh, so you're gonna to wanna to travel at least the evening before, so you're staying over on the Friday night. Then yep. it's a double header, yeah. So you're staying over on the Saturday night as well. Yeah. Um, if you win on the Sunday, that event's not going to finish till near enough midnight. So you're looking at an entire long weekend effectively. I mean, and the, t- the and you're double edge- Those in the space of two weeks.
0: So one, you have to win basically to qualify for the Mythic Championship. So that's kind of where competitive magic is. There's no other opportunity. The other thing is that that, that really sort of cuts people off who are just local players. Like, we, we, we used to use PPTQs. I used to try and plug them as a big deal to people. I'd be like, if you want to get into competitive magic, if you want to try it in a sort of reasonably, it's competitive, but it's pretty laid back. So, we used to use that as, as come and try competitive magic. Come and see if you want to play it at that sort of level. And then that's, that's how you get into it. There's no option for, for people. There's no bridge there now for people to, to get into that,
1: really. Without... uh, without... does not. Because going back to before PPTQs, Mm -hmm. back when we had Pro Tour qualifiers, which were effectively very similar to the Mythic qualifiers that we have at the moment, stores could run Grand Prix trials. Yes. And those were your sort of low-level, entry-level competitive events. Yes, I completely forgot
0: about those, but
1: you're right. When preliminary Pro Tour qualifiers became a thing... Grand Prix trials went away since PPTQs have gone away and the Mythic qualifiers or Mythic Championship qualifiers, whatever they're called this week, since they came in, there's been nothing to fill that gap. There's nothing yeah. to replace the Grand Prix trials. So there's no there's no entry-level competitive event. Yeah. Your entry-level competitive event is a Grand Prix or a Mythic Championship qualifier. Both, um, both of which are very difficult first step. Yeah. On your to
0: very intimidating. The, this this is kind of all boiled over today with this um, announcement about the MPL. It sounds like Wizards have started the MPL and kind of gone, right, well, we'll just start it and then we'll kind of iron out the details later. Presumably not realising that they were going to have to remove two Hall of Famers in the space of about a week. Have Jerry Thompson drop out, and I think somebody else has dropped out, but I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: There were, there were people who didn't sign on, so it was going to be the top 32 pro point ranked players at the end of 2018, and two of those top 32, for whatever reason we don't know, didn't agree to join the MPL.
0: There was comments around the time that they pulled the PPTQ system and didn't announce anything else for ages. People kind of thought they've not got anything, like they don't they don't know what they're doing. They've just yeah. they've just kind of pulled the PPTQs and then they've suddenly gone right. We we have nothing now. The NPL feels a little bit like that because from what Jerry Thompson said, it it feels like they 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 don't know. They've kind of started it and thought, well we'll just we'll just run with it. It'll be fine. We'll we'll sort it out. You know as it goes on. And now it's unfortunately looking a lot like that's coming out into the open that they, they don't know. But just doing absolutely nothing for um people's both desire to play competitive magic and their faith in the competitive magic scene. There's no, but it's like, what are people, what are people playing for? There's no there's no sort of stepping like the bronze, silver, gold uh, tiers that people can kind of work towards and get and think, yes, I want the next rung. I can do that. There's no rungs. There's a bottom rung and then there's the top of the
1: ladder. There's there's the bottom rung, then there's a huge jump where you get to people who play in the Mythic Championship, and then there's an entire other ladder which is the MPL, yeah. and no one knows how to get to that ladder. We had we had the announcement. It was a couple of weeks ago now, maybe three weeks. I don't know exactly that the Spark split, which is the current season of the MPL, would start to Saturday. The Spark Split? Yeah, because it's named after War of the Spark. Right, I so thought the, the next, Spark... I thought the thought split Core Split.
0: I thought the Spark Split was some uh, MPL-related thing that was... Like, it was just... This is this season's Spark Split. I was going to say, that's the shittest name for anything I think I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, it's tied to the set.
0: I feel better about that.
1: Okay, carry um, on. So we got an announcement a few weeks ago that the, the Spark Split... Winners, what they are playing for is basically a buy into day two of the first Arena Mythic Championship, which is, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yes. Like the the Arena Mythic Championships have a, a larger prize pool than the Tabletop Mythic Championships. Mm-hmm. They have fewer players, and getting a buy to day two of that event is huge. That's a that's like a big thing that they're playing for. Yeah. But we only found this out about three weeks ago. The MPL was announced last year.
0: It's it's not great, and like to be fair, it's taken. I think the, the actual Magic Pro League games are taking place pretty soon.
1: They started uh, last. Oh, week. they've started already. Okay, started last week. Yeah, that
0: that that was heavily publicized because I missed that completely. But that was announced last year. It's now May. Like yeah. I spent a lot of time on on Twitter, and I see a lot of Magic discourse and stuff. And a lot of this stuff I had absolutely no idea about. But that kind of shows you how little this is being pushed.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, you want... it's not being pushed well. The mythic,
0: the Mythic Invitational. Everybody knew about the Mythic Invitational. Like my friend that doesn't play Magic knew about the Mythic Invitational. Everybody knew about yeah. it. The Magic Pro League itself. I didn't even realise it started. It was happening. Yeah. Where's all the where's all the where's all the um, where's all the pyrotechnics and the sparks and the streamers and the you know the big they're not pushing it down everybody like it was
1: the, Oh absolutely the not. Mythic, not? the pushing Mythic
0: Invitational it. was down everybody's throat pretty much from the moment it was announced. Yeah. Like they've 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 written, they've got trailers about it and stuff. Like they made a trailer, they got the original mind the original trailer had Sir Mix-a-Lot or something in it. And they've just, like, this is the actual, this is the 32 players that you want to showcase your game. I think everything should be treated like it is. If, if it's just for the NPL, everything should be like the Mythic Invitational was. It should be a big deal. This should be your, your big moment to, this should be what you've, you've worked towards.
1: It just all feels yeah. a bit shit. Like, the, um, there was more publicity about the Valentine's Day event that they did on Magic Arena. <laughs> With that advert that they did with uh, Sean Plot and Danny Trejo. Weekend event on Arena, there was there was more advertising dollars have been spent on that Valentine's Day event than have been on letting people know that the Magic Pro League has actually started.
0: Yeah, which is really ironic given that their tagline at the start was, the world will know. Yeah. And it's like, the world knows that you fucked it.
1: The world might know if they happen to be in the right place at the right time to to hear something. Yeah, Yeah, we're, we're approaching halfway through 2019. Yeah. And we don't know how you get to be in the Magic Pro League for 2020. Yeah. We've had nearly half of the competitive season for the year.
0: It's almost worse than when we had nothing, because at least when we had nothing, people kind of were waiting for something that might that might be good they were like okay we'll just tell us something we want to know
1: now it's like we know and it sucks the, the whole thing feels like it was planned to launch in 2020 yes and in november or october last year someone went oh let's just push it a year
0: it just feels a bit half-arsed yeah it, it's just like half it's like they've, they've kind of just done they've gone with half of it just to get it started and the second half just doesn't exist yet. But they've gone, yeah. we'll have time. And it's like the worst series of things have happened and now it's just completely looks like a sham, basically.
1: Yeah. It looks totally half arsed Even the MPL members that are still part of that league. Did you see the the statement that Lucas Espertu put out this uh, evening? I don't so I, I have it in front of me, I'll I read don't. it. So he put this statement out I always made sure to write articles that were free to read and made myself easily reachable. I wrote tournament reports for almost every event I played since RPTQs in 2016 and wrote in Portuguese on and off since 2002. I recently started a series on MPL weekly matchups. Part two was already done, which I also co-streamed. I went all out when asked to preview a card. It was not about the money. I did all of this for free because I liked it. Hopefully others liked it too. It was mostly a way to interact with people that worked hard and tried to improve as players at this wonderful game. I always wanted to show a glimpse of what it was like to try your best and be a part of the Pro Tour. Sorry to everyone that supported me over the years, but I don't have it in me right now. I'm putting my writing on hiatus as I need to reevaluate what competitive Magic the Gathering means to me moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think that pretty much just sums it up. I think everybody that I know that was even slightly into playing competitive Magic is pretty much that entire last sentence. I need to reevaluate re- what competitive m- MTG means to be me moving forward. That's pretty much everybody's
1: attitude that I've seen. It's it's getting further and further out of their grasp. Yeah. Like to to use to use an example, here our friend Cameron, who oh played God, this, this Mythic is... Championship one. Yeah. Earlier this year, he he. Spiked an RPTQ last year. Yeah. Played in Mythic Championship One. We'll not talk about how well he did, but he had a fantastic time. Yeah. With, uh, roomed with Jerry Thompson yeah. at that Mythic Championship. Yeah. But because of where he lives, he is not going to be able to meet the threshold to be able to play in an MCQ.
0: It's. Just, I mean, it's just impossible because he would have to yeah. do. He would have to do so incredibly well at a GP main event. I don't know how many points they give out, but he would have to go and just trample over. He would have one shot at going to a GP, basically, and getting enough points to even play in an MCQ.
1: Yeah.
0: That's that's how hard it now is for him to do that. So he's gone from going to a Mythic Championship to immediately, you know, he's really, he's really upset about it. He's like, I can't ever qualify for that again. I just physically can't do it because of where I am. And because of how the system is now set up, it just excludes him entirely. When he's proven that he's more than, he's more than capable of getting to that level. Yeah. So he's more than capable and he's just excluded because of the, the, how the system is now set up. And I'm like, I, I just, I just, I don't know. I think that, that just makes me so angry that that's, it's all just switched to, unless they want to sit and give up paper and just sit and grind on an Arena constantly because that's the only avenue really now is, is staying up for you know, eighteen hours a day and trying to qualify for the Mythic Invitational through one of those slots.
1: Now, to, to counterpoint here, there okay. there is an argument that this game is a hobby. Hobbies have a cost associated with them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to deny that. Like, Magic is not cheap. It's not a cheap hobby to have. It's not a cheap game to continue to play. But at the same time. Wizards have gone all out originally with the advertising for this MPL that you can be the one the world will know you can achieve this. How how the fuck do we achieve it? Exactly. Shit show number two.
0: Shit show number two. So the second shit show came from something really good. Um Wizards of the Coast announced that replacing Jerry Thompson and Yuya Watanabe was going to be Savich. And Jessica Estefan. And that is great. Everybody's like super happy about it. Well, most people are super happy about it. We'll get onto that later.
1: So, um, some aren't, but yeah, we'll some come plot. to that. We it. don't yet, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later.
0: Uh, and along with this, Elaine Chase, who is the vice president of esports. Yes, that's what she does. She's the vice president of eSports Wizards of the Coast. Uh, released uh, an article uh had a section about inclusion and additional invitations. And it's basically saying um, there's the paragraph that says The barriers women face when attempting to play competitively are significant. The NPL is making a purposeful effort to remove barriers and invite a slate of accomplished players who more fully represent the complete Magic community. Basically, what they're doing is uh the NPL the is adding 16 discretionary slots to each of the M- MTG Arena Mythic Championships of the 2019 season. These discretionary slots discretionary slots will be used to invite a broader representation of the Magic com- Competitive Community to high-level play. I can't talk today. These mm-hmm. 16 slots are in addition to the existing MPL, prior performance, and direct qualification slots. So basically for the next, uh the, the MTG Arena Mythic Championships, they're going to have 16, 16 places where they'll,
1: they'll,
0: where they'll bring in some competitive players who are, you know, maybe women or, or non-binary or, or something that will kind of open up a little bit and not just not just kind of be this sort of male, it's, it's majority male face of the game. Let's take it aside for a minute and talk about the difference between equity and equality. Because this is yeah. something that I have to explain to people a lot. Let's say so you, you turn up to a Silverstone Racetrack, and I'm in a... God, oh, this is where I, I have to try and think about cars. I'm in whatever car Lewis Hamilton drives.
1: Like a McLaren one those, F1 or one of, something. Yes, that, that. Yeah.
0: one of those one of those F1 cars. I'm in one of them, and you turn up, Casey, and you're in a tractor.
1: Can I be in a 1998 Ford
0: Fiesta?
1: Yes. Okay. But
0: it's yes, but it's um, it's 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 got absolutely the worst tyres ever. No power steering, and um, so when you wait and you turn up and you look at my McLaren F1 or whatever it's called, and you quite rightly say, "Well, this isn't fair. You're obviously going to win." And I say. Well, it is fair because we're on the same track. Like, we both have to drive the same distance.
1: Yeah, we both got you... cars.
0: Yeah, we both got cars. They've all got four wheels. You have, you know, your your car works. It has petrol. Everything's fine. We're on the same track, and that's kind of how I like to put it to people because that's yeah. It's like in theory, yeah. It, that's a, that's equality. Everybody's got the same playing field. Everybody's got the same ground to cover, basically. So, in in Contrast to that, equity is realising that there's sort of inherent disadvantages, and I'm thinking now the track the racetrack one might not have been the best one because I can't I can't really think of a sort of easy way to just level that out. I guess the the easier way would be for me to go and find you and a McLaren F1. It's about making sure that um, th- that people are it's not just the same track for everybody. Everybody's starting from the same place. Magic is traditionally. Even f- six years ago when I started playing Magic, there was no women in the Pro Tour. There was no women coverage. You never saw another female player. I was the only female player at my local game store. Um, and I'm going to direct people, and I've, I'll link it in the, on our Twitter account when this goes up. I'm going to direct people to an article that Megan Wilf from Good Luck High Five wrote on Star City Games because I talk about it all the time because it's, 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 it really changed my perception of, of, Women in magic because it it wasn't so much oh before it was women don't play at this level and now then it was like this is why women don't play at this level and it was like yeah there is there is an issue with these things it's putting it's putting people off uh-huh. and it all kind of got it got better after that because now we've got Maria Bartholdi on uh, Mythic Championship coverage we've got female players more frequently both at events at, at GPs and at FNM and on coverage yeah so it, it it's getting better and that is equity because that's that's saying you know this is this is something you can do like there are other people like you playing this game you're not going to turn up to a tournament and have it all just men and you're not going to feel awkward because it does feel awkward like as as someone who still walks into a gp and and feels incredibly awkward because it's all you know i i don't i don't like going and doing side event drafts on my own because i don't particularly want to sit down at a table with seven dudes i don't know
1: yeah that's totally fair
0: and being able to kind of open that door a little bit and get people in is great but it's it's like there, there is this level of kind of trying to get that but it starts much lower down it starts at f and M. i'm on twitter and i see i see people talking about awful things that that just men have said to them you know people will always use the oh did your boyfriend buy you these cards or whatever it's like it's just worse i saw somebody on twitter saying that um a commander player in their pod had said that they weren't allowed to shuffle this dude's commander deck because they were a woman and they had tiny hands.
1: Fucking hell. It's like
0: things like this. Like this is this is the this is the issue here, and this is why it's important because even if there are women on coverage, if there are women on uh, you know feature matches or whatever, it's like it starts much lower down. You need to normalise the, the the fact that there are women playing this game and they're good at this game. Yeah. And sort of get to the point where people saying these shitty things at FNM, because that's where people get put off. By the time you're playing competitively, you're, you're, you can still be put off, obviously, because people are just awful all the time. But, but at the time you're playing competitively, you've probably got a decent hand on the game. You've probably got a, a community that's going to support you. Uh, you're kind of at the point where you can make that jump to competitive magic. It's people that, it, it, it. Your first or your second or your third FM that are gonna, that are gonna put people off by, by being like that because it's just, they think it's, it, it's an acceptable way to, thing to do, to behave. You know, being, being, just being creepy and making
1: comments and it does. It's... Something said there, something you said there was, uh, I think really important and that it's about normalization and I'm gonna, I'm gonna potentially steal something from the playset podcast here, but okay. we're recording for them, so fuck it. Um, Hi, Emma, I love the playset. So Emma Handy from the playset was posting on Twitter earlier her thoughts about the special invites. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to give you her tweets verbatim because she says it way better than I could. Yeah. I think the special invites to the Digital Mythic Championships are great. I understand the point of equity versus equality, but I'm under the impression that it takes these kinds of measures in the short term for demographics that were previously marginalised out of the highest levels of competitive play to catch up. I don't think that it's a long-term solution at all, but a large part of the women in magic issue, TM, stems from othering, directly resulting from a lack of visibility and a lack of representation and presence in the upper echelons of the competitive community. Having more women and people of colour succeeding at larger events is what is going to normalise the idea that women and people of colour belong in magic, including at local events. This will absolutely lead to them being tokenized less. I guess most of what I'm trying to say is that as long as nothing is being done at the upper levels of competitive magic to make room for marginalised groups, effective change on that scale would be required for equality to be reached would take at least a decade. Everybody wants to get up in arms about some extra invites going to a handful of people based on their demographic but this is what it looks like to try undoing the damage done to people who are previously excluded by virtue of their demographic. There are likely things that can be fixed about this to make it better and things that can be fine-tuned over time. I want to reiterate that I don't think this is a long-term solution and will hopefully be temporary, but it is a way to help these demographics get a foot in the door. Yeah, that's a phenom- I agree phenomenal 100%. tweet. 100%. What? Just because I, I don't know. What's othering? Othering is so. Let me let me try and get you a definition of this rather than just spouting shite I off mean, the top. I mean,
0: I I theory, I ideally want you to come up with a half arse metaphor like I did with my racetrack.
1: I'll see if I can come up with a half arse metaphor as well. Okay. Um. So othering is basically a a process where an individual or group becomes mentally classified in someone's mind as not one of us.
0: Right. Okay, that makes it's,
1: sense. It's the the outsidering or ma- ma- making someone into it's, yeah. it's a tribal psychological tactic. You you make you make people the other, quote unquote mythical other. Yeah. They are not part of us. They are to be feared, to be defeated. whatever. Um. So yeah, that's what othering is. See, so,
0: yeah, I think I think
1: that's um, there is a,
0: a a lot of people. They're calling it like you know special treatment, whatever. But
1: is is it special treatment? Yes, it absolutely is special treatment. Is it special treatment that's necessary? Yes, Yes. because this special treatment is what is necessary in the short term to undo the fucking damage that's been done already. I don't think people can can just see that because it's
0: like they just they just see they just stop at special treatment. Yeah, and they just don't, and they just that's that's as far as it goes, and there's no there's no um, there's no kind of ability to say, okay, this is why, because they don't. It's it's just special treatment.
1: Yeah, and I think there's there's probably an element of jealousy in that. Why does this person get a special invite just because she's a woman? Yeah. Or this person get a special invite just because they're black? Yeah. Or, or or whatever. Um. Why don't I get that? Yeah. Why am I not being treated specially? Yeah. Do you need it?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like that. This happened when. The Mythic Invitational was on and it was announced that, you know, Jess Estefan and Amazonian and Sky Bills and and other other players like that were gonna were gonna play in the Mythic Invitational. And Mm -hmm. people went off on Twitter because saying that they'd only been invited because you know, because they were women. Conveniently forgetting that Jess Estefan has literally won a GP.
1: Yeah, they're they're bloody good.
0: Yeah, exactly. People just went completely off about the fact that these people are just getting invited because they're women. You should have invited X, Y, Z streamer personality, whatever. Before all the all the, the sort of basement dwellers were saying, um, this is people are just getting invited because they're women and whatever. Mm-hmm. And now that Elaine Chase has kind of come out and said, yeah, we're specifically going to give women these opportunities to to play at this level so that we can kind of open the door. Which is great, but I'm so not looking forward to reading the comments from people that just have been shouting about this every time it hasn't been true. And now it is it, true. It's
1: going to be bullshit. It's,
0: yeah, it's just... It's just it is true. Do not read the comments, people. That's that's what I'm saying.
1: I, I have, mean, I, I will, because I hate myself. I have not visited Free Magic yet today, oh, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, but what I am going to say is um, don't... For, for the love of God, just just... Especially, I'm going to aim this specifically, I'm going to aim this both at, at, at women, because I'm going to say, you know, obviously just have each other's back, even if you're not BFFs. Because that's a common conception as well, right? Is that people, people assume that because you're a woman in magic, you're best friends with every other woman. It's like, oh, you're a woman and you play magic. Do you know X, Y, Z person? And it's like, probably not. But there's, there's this sort of misconception that everybody knows everybody and everybody's BFFs, even if you're not. Like, just just have, have other people's back. Because it's going to be awful, and I, 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 I it's gonna be completely awful, but also, like, if you're not a woman, even more important, you know, step up and support these, these, these people and kind of set an example and show people that it's not okay to be horrible. That dog yeah. next door. We're done? Are we good? We're done barking? Yeah, we're done barking. Anyway, yeah, even if you're not a woman, it's even more important this, oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, let's go on to the the third the third reason, and we've kind of covered it um a little bit in the last a one. little bit yeah. So we mentioned before that the one of the players that's now been in, invited to be part of the NPL is Jess Estefan. Hey, by the way, it's great. Um, I didn't I I didn't speak to her in London because I just completely bottled it and lost
1: my nerve. I uh, didn't speak to her in London because the only time I saw her was when she was. Playing the last round for day two, um, in the Grand Prix, and yeah. I, I w- was judging that event, and d- didn't want to interrupt her match and be like, "Oh, Jess, I love you," but I realised I <laughs> to smash this person's face so you can day two this Grand Prix. So I've got to like, I just, I just shut up and watched her play, and she's fucking great at magic, by I the think, way. She's fucking good.
0: One of our friends took uh, one of the I'll Go With You badges for her because I was too scared to go and give it to her myself. I'm a 27-year-old woman, <laughs> and I was too scared to speak to someone in a convention centre, which is pretty much entirely my... Um, Life story? Yeah, pretty much. So I, I I, did not speak to her, but I gathered that she's absolutely lovely, and she took a badge. So obviously she's she's in the NPL because she's, she's great. Um, yeah. And you can imagine what people said about that. It was exactly the same as the Mythic Invitational when she was invited right to that because you know she's won
1: a GP and is great at Magic. She top sixteen that Mythic Invitational. She top sixteen the Mythic Invitational. She kicked the shit out of the MPL she members. Ate, she she ate the MPL. And now she has become what she. eats.
0: Yes, you are what you eat. But people are just being awful about it because 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 she's a woman, frankly, and they don't they don't think that she deserves to be there and interestingly interestingly i've seen so many more people being awful about Jess than i have about savich
1: yes now i have seen some people being awful oh, about it absolutely 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 there's people there's this to to briefly touch on that why is this hearthstone player being invited to the mpl well savich isn't a hearthstone player anymore savich is a magic player yeah. i had a quick look at savich's twitch stream I can't see the last time he played Hearthstone on a stream, mm-hmm. but you know what it does play a lot of? Sim. Magic Arena and Chess, Dota Chess. Like <laughs> Those are the only two games he's played in the last three months on his Twitch stream. Yeah. He's the second highest subscriber number on Twitch of Magic Pros. Second only to Amaz, another former Hearthstone pro. Savage so he has had the number one ranking on Magic Arena. He deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. But let's... But let's just So let's go back to Jess. I'll
0: tell you what's interesting is that people people have gone oh, uh, Savage is a Hearthstone player. In the in the in the in the grand scheme of things, for people that haven't looked at his Twitch profile, people might go oh okay you know fair enough he's he's, a, he's traditionally a Hearthstone player. I would bet money nobody's slagging off the way Savage looks. No. Which, to my eternal sadness, I've I've seen people doing. And nobody is implying that Savage is only there because he's a Hearthstone player, which is what they're doing and what they continually do and what they always do about anybody who gets invited to do anything and they're a it. whether it's a feature match, whether it's, I'm pretty sure they did it originally when um, when Maria started doing coverage for the Pro Tour. They
1: did it with Gabby Sparks. They've, done it, yeah, they've, they've done it with Gabby. Yeah,
0: they've done it with Gabby Sparks. They do it with everything. It doesn't matter what you do. And I'll, I'm going to tell you something right now because this is this is something that I have a, a, a some understanding of and it's the problem of being a woman in a position in magic and I'm not saying that I'm I don't have a position the way that Jess Estevan has a position but I I write stuff sometimes I write stuff that goes around the internet a few times when I write stuff and I, I've got a funny feeling it's probably going to be the same because I'm sure I've read I can't remember for the life of me who, who wrote this but I'm sure I've read something similar from a, a, a magic player when I write stuff I have two things to consider I have to consider how it's going to make me look as a human being, and I have to consider how it's going to make me look as a woman. And I'm doing it right now while I'm recording this podcast. I'm constantly thinking, are people going to take what I'm saying and am I going to do harm or damage to the perception of women in magic? And I, I the, the article that I read, or the tweet that I read, whatever, I can't remember what it was for life, Me basically said when you're playing a game and you're a, a woman or a minority, you are playing... That game, both for yourself, because if you know, if, if you if you lose or whatever, or something goes wrong, or you misplay, that knocks you out of whatever tournament you're in. But at the same time, you're playing, and you know that if you misplay, or if you something happens, or you lose, it doesn't just reflect on you. You're not only playing for yourself; you're playing to kind of prove a point about the community that you're part of. I I have so much respect for. For Jess, because I I can't like I I literally do I, this happens when I, when I'm writing. It's like if I if I write something, not only are people going to slag me off, people are going to turn around and assume that this is true of all women. Everything that you do when you're a member of that community immediately reflects back on the community, and it's a phenomenal amount of pressure to have to bear because you're basically doing everything you do twice. You're doing it for yourself, and you're doing it because you know that the merit and the the st- the face of the community writes on it essentially
1: there's there's additional difficulties as well for women who are members of other minorities so yes mtg madison or grand prix madison magic fest madison whatever you want to call it happened at motherfucking the end it's gone sorry
0: motherfucking madison. motherfucking
1: madison yeah um the grand prix main event uh, was top eighted by, and I'm probably going to butcher her name here, Nhi Pham, who I believe is a Vietnamese player who started making, um, her push to be a competitive pro magic player about a year ago. This is her first Grand Prix top eight. Yeah. And I've not looked at her Twitter mentions since, since she was all happy and pleased. I, I saw, I saw some retweets where she was incredibly happy and incredibly pleased to to be a Vietnamese player that made the top eight of a Grand Prix, mm-hmm. to be a woman that made top eight of a Grand Prix, and just pleased for herself to to get there. I've I've not looked at her at her mentions, at her replies, because I, I, I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. It's it's the same for trans women. We we get absolute bullshit. Same for non binary players. It's that and this isn't a my minority has it more difficult than your minority. I don't it's want to. It, it's not like yeah. it's, it's not a it's not a contest. It's what it is is bullshit. And here's here's the thing. Here's something that that I've noticed. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Elaine Chases article when she introduced Savich and Jess. Yeah. As new members of the MPL, this is the the last line or the second last line of the the paragraph about Jess. She's also the first MPL player from Australia, a region that historically has fewer opportunities for high level competitive play. You know what I've not seen? I've not seen Jess only got invited to the MPL because she's Australian. There's, there's an equal argument that that's why she's been invited because it says, Elaine says right there in the article, the first MPL player from Australia, this is a region that is underserved for high level competitive play, is underrepresented, that's, that, are are yeah. we sure Jessica has been invited because she's a woman? But I've not seen any complaints about that. So, so we've had we've had a lot of rage in this episode. Yeah. I want to talk about something else just very quickly before we before we finish up the episode. Okay. It's it's Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK starting today, and. One of the things that I like to preach when it comes to looking after your mental health is self-care, and one of the best things you can do for self-care is having fun. And you know what? We bashed on it a lot, and we've complained about it a lot, and we've raged about it a lot. Magic's really fucking fun.
0: It is so much fun, and there's so many awesome people in magic. Like the, num- yeah. the number of awesome people in Magic it f- far outweighs the arseholes. It's just the arseholes are very loud.
1: So I would like to ask anyone that's listening to to do some homework for me this week. And um, what I want you to do is go and play some Magic. Forget fucking everything about the MPL. Forget everything about Mythic Championship qualifiers. Forget about Grand Prix, Forget about anything competitive. Forget about all the bullshit. Just go and find your friend. Play whatever format of Magic you want to play. You want to jam some Legacy, jam some Legacy. You want to play Commander, play Commander. You want to do a sealed deck, do a sealed deck. Just wanna go play, and have You, you, you want to
0: play Pangasio Worm in a sanctioned format? Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. Don't do Don't. that.
0: I'm, gonna, I'm also going to give people some homework, and I will tweet about this as well when I put the episode up. I want people to go to our, our, Twitter, our Twitter page. And I'm going to start a thread underneath the episode. And I want people, if it doesn't even have to be on the thread underneath the episode, I want people, I want you to tweet somebody. It doesn't matter. It can be your friend, it can be a pro, it can be any content creator, it can be somebody that you've, you know, you watched play once at a GP and you think they're great. I want you to tweet at them. Find somebody that makes you proud and makes you happy that you play Magic. And I want you to tell them that. Because sometimes it's just, when you've got all this. Nonsense and, and and rubbish just all the time on the internet. It's just incredibly draining and demoralising, and I think sometimes people just need to to hear that they're... First of all, that outside of this, there's there's you know nice things going on, but also people like yeah. feel that they're appreciated.
1: Is that sometimes. To hear that someone else thinks they're great.
0: Yeah, so that's your other bit of homework: is to, to tell to tell someone that you appreciate in the magic community, regardless of who it is or whether you've met them or not, to tell them that they're they're great and tell them that they're a reason that you're you're proud to be part of this game and proud to be part of this community.
1: Tell Kirsty to stop thumping on the table for so- podcasts. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So where can we find you on social media, Kirstie?
0: Um, You can find me on Twitter at hey Worst Artist. Uh You can also find me on Instagram at hey Worst Artist, And I'm usually manning the Scourge Divas Twitter, which is at Scourge Divas. Um, you can tweet us there. You can email us at scourge.divas at gmail.com if you want to tell us something privately, or if it doesn't fit in 140 or 180 characters or however many it is. It's more than that now,
1: 280. 280, yeah, it was close. I'm on Twitter at PurpleSnap, snap. I'm on Instagram at purple snap. I'm occasionally manning the Scourge Divas Twitter at Scourge Divas.
0: So yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, and after this, we're gonna put out our Panglacial Worm episode, which I'm still in the process of editing. We we kind of overtook it with this one a little bit because we got we got super mad watching the internet this afternoon. So th- thank you for listening to our slightly disjointed ramblings please do your homework. I don't want to sound like your teacher, but I'm gonna. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time.